Hello, I am Brother Chris, and welcome to One Living Word, where we examine and share spiritual lessons on one or more verses from one chapter of the Bible. Today we're focusing on the topic, I'll obey. Based on our reading of 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verses 1 to 5. Let us hear what the word of the Lord has to say in this passage of Scripture. Now concerning the things whereof ye wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man has his own wife, and let every woman her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. The wife hath not power over her own body, but the husband. And likewise also, the husband has not power over his own body, but the wife. Defraud ye not one another, except it be with consent for a time, that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again, that Satan tempt ye not for your incontinence. When God created Adam and Eve, there were two very important institutions that he gave to them. The two institutions that God gave to Adam and Eve were, one, the seventh day Sabbath. On this special and holy day, Adam and Eve would worship God after putting aside all their regular work. Two, marriage. In this union, Adam and Eve would partner with God in the creation of other human beings. In addition, they would have the opportunity to live in a partnership that reflected the unity and oneness that existed between God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Since Adam and Eve were created perfect, there was nothing which could stop them from worshipping God completely and in the beauty of holiness. In addition, there was nothing stopping them or hindering them from participating in procreation of other human beings and experience the oneness. However, when Adam and Eve sinned, this resulted in some changes in how they would fulfill what God wanted them to fulfill in these two institutions. What is very important for us to note is that God never removed these two institutions from Adam and Eve after they sinned. However, Adam and Eve, along with their descendants, developed some challenges in doing what God expected of them as a result of sin. While marriage was still given to mankind as a gift from God, because of sin and the carnal nature, marriage was now, was now affected by adultery and fornication. In addition, single human beings who have sexual urges were now faced with the possibility of committing fornication with another person who was not married to them. It seemed as if mankind lost control of their sex hormones and sexual urges. It seemed as if the carnal nature of mankind made it much more difficult for unmarried people to get their sexual urges and sex drive under control. It is against this background that the Apostle Paul gave the church at Corinth some counsel 
about the importance of getting married so that they would not find themselves in a position to commit the sin of fornication. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, uh, 7 verse 1 to 5, sorry, the Apostle Paul made the following statements. He said, 1. Now concerning the things whereof you wrote unto me, it is good for a man not to touch a woman. Nevertheless, to avoid fornication, let every man have his own wife, and let every woman her own husband. Let the husband render unto the wife due benevolence, and likewise also the wife unto the husband. The wife has not power over her own body, but her husband. And likewise also the husband has not, not power over his own body, but his wife. Defraud ye not one another, except it be with consent for a time, that ye may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again, that Satan tempt ye not for your incontinency. Matthew Henry, in his commentary on this passage of scripture, he said the following. He informs them that marriage and the comforts and satisfaction of that state are by divine wisdom prescribed for preventing fornication. Verse 2. All sorts of lawless lusts. To avoid these, let every man, says he, have his own wife, and every woman her own husband. That is, marry and confine themselves to their own mates. And when they are married, let each render the other due benevolence. Verse 3. Consider the disposition of each other and render conjugal, conjugal duty, which is owing to each other. For as the Apostle Paul urges, verse 4, in the marriage state, neither person has power over their own body, but has delivered it into the power of the other. The wife, hers into the power of her husband, the husband, his into the power of his wife. Note, polygamy, or the marriage of more persons than one, as well as adultery, must be a breach of marriage covenant and a violation of the partner's right. And therefore, they should not defraud one another of the use of their bodies, nor any other of the comforts of the conjugal state appointed of God for keeping the vessel in sanctification and honor and preventing the lust of uncleanness, except it be with mutual consent. Verse 5. And for a time only, while they employ themselves in some extraordinary duties of religion or give themselves to fasting and prayer. Note, seasons of deep humiliation requires abstinence from lawful pleasures. But this separation between a husband and a wife must not be for a continuance, lest they expose themselves to Satan's temptation by reason of their own incontinency or inability to contain. Note, persons expose themselves to great danger by attempting to perform what is above their strength and at the same time not bound upon them by any law of God. If they abstain from lawful enjoyments, they may be ensnared into unlawful ones. The remedies 
God has provided against sinful inclinations are certainly best. End of quote. Today, God is reminding us of one of the most important reasons why some of us need to get married. You see, my friend, as a result of our carnal nature, which is a slave to the law of sin, we need to make sure that we bring our bodies under subjection so that we don't fall into Satan's trap of the sin of fornication. It is very important for us to realize that God would not allow this counsel to be placed in the Bible if it was not very important. God knows how powerful our sexual hormones are. And he also knows how easily these hormones can get out of control and put those of us who are single in the trap of the sin of fornication. It is my prayer that we will continue to surrender every single year of our lives to the total control of the Holy Spirit so that God can help those of us who know that we cannot control our sex hormones to find a partner, get married, so that we will not fall into the sin of fornication. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, what a mighty and powerful word you gave us today. Help us, Lord, to follow your counsel, to obey, to say yes to this counsel, to understand that you know more about our bodies than we do. Give us strength, Lord, to obey your commands, we pray, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Have a blessed and Holy Spirit-filled day.